Welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a U.S. healthcare of a fifth season. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 20 of Fringe, Brown Betty. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. We, we gotta stop razzing on the U.S. so much, Charlie. Hey, the, <laughs> US, I, needs to, <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. needs to stop doing stuff that is razzable. So, Charlie, I'm, I'm a little bit confused because there is a fifth season of Fringe. It, it, exi- it does oh. exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good zinger. Uh, I was I was under pressure and I didn't want to go back to like pandemic stuff, so I figured I'd go for a slightly happier topic. Yep. Okay. It, I, I mean that is pandemic shit, though. Yep. <laughs> like, yes, but this—that's very much pandemic shit. But it existed long before the pandemic, and if certain people have their way, it'll exist long after it's gone, hmm. and may contribute to another pandemic. <laughs> do, do you mean pizza cheese face, dude? What? <laughs> what are, are you, you talking about? You, is that a weird reference to Donald J. Trump, the 45th no, president of the United States? <laughs> no, that's a weird reference to Mitch McConnell, whose face looks like melting pizza cheese. No, no, Mitch McConnell oh. is a turtle. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Ugh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, what have you been up to, David? Um, I've been enjoying unemployment. Uh, David, I, I, had a, I had a fun time playing the video games with you today. Yeah, because I'm unemployed. Hey, <laughs> sent me a hey. message to play games at like two, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing anything." Hey, Listen. hey, guys! After twelve o'clock tomorrow, that that'll be me if I'm not packing. Oh, cool! I have Don't you my... have to pack like your I entire do home? Have to pack. Charlie, why would you need to pack? Just pull what David and I did and pack in the last two days. We've hey, had this hey, conversation hey, hey. three times. No. To be fair, I was already packed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I Nick, packed my shit up well in advance. Nick was like, yeah, David David and I did this in like under 36 hours. I'm like, yeah, and David slept on a mattress on the floor for a long-ass <laughs> time. The man did not move with anything. Also, David is shit at packing and leaving because I had your suits and your Vikings hats at my house for like a, a month before you came and got them, forgot them, and had to come and get them again. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just left a bunch of alcohol when, when you moved out, which was useless. I mean, that's the safest place to store your alcohol. It was, it was so <laughs> annoying. It was great because when I visited, it was all still there. <laughs> and I just went back to drinking it. Just, just like that glass of water on the windowsill. <laughs> or the fork by the garbage. Mm. Oh, I assume oh. Fork Watch is dead. I don't right? know. I can go, I can go take a be. look. Interesting. Gregory, don't do this to Interesting us. message just came from our recording bot. <laughs> we, we just got a message saying, hey, I haven't heard anyone in five minutes. Has something gone wrong? Hmm. Uh, do you want to stop the recording? My Newcaster um, is still showing things. Is so is say. mine. Um, also, in in the chat, Craig has the green circle on, meaning he has been trying to talk this whole time, and I bet you him talking blocks him recording. Uh, but like a Newcaster, <laughs> though. A Newcaster so is going, but then that means there's, there's not going to be any sync audio. <laughs> There's like a 50-50 chance David might have to sync this deliberately. Man, um, uh, hey, you could sync Nick's and I's because we talked <laughs> over each other. That actually came in handy. Oh, God. 
god. Do we want to wait, on actually, no, wait, no, I know I know on, what to do, guys. On I knew three. What... On three, Wait. we all say go. No, um, guys, I will um, share my screen right now, and then like we can we can sync by like having like me do something and I say as I like do like a click or something. There's still gonna be a delay, is the issue, uh, regardless yeah, of Fine. whether it's through that or through Discord or oh god, kill me. Um, do you want to try one, two, three, go, and we'll sync on the go? Uh, what if we all no? What if we all sync off of something that? None of us can affect. So, like, if we go to a time, go to, like, yeah, website. go yep. to time dot is, and we'll sync on a thirty five or a forty five. Yeah, like okay. whatever that's, is closest. That's smart. All right, I'm just going to say, um, as we're going right now, what my time dot is is. So I'm twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, okay. thirty. Is everyone? Um, I, yeah. On the same I hope, there? yeah, I hope you're ready for this audience, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the 45, let's Why don't all we just all just start counting sync. from 40 to 45? Why well, don't we just it's gonna, No, it's going to be delayed. If we all say it at the same time, at least... Go. Oh, I don't... Well, one minute. Oh, God. 50. Doing it in a minute. 55. 60. 60. Okay. Wow, that was actually really synchronized. Well done. Okay. Um, Hopefully, we now <laughs> hopefully that was unnecessary and we have the discord audio which i don't think we do because craig is telling me he's not hearing anything hey audience if you heard that craig didn't have the discord audio <laughs> they're hearing this regardless <laughs> i'm specifically happening. putting in a craig note for you david so it's easier to go find uh thanks man i can't wait for us to not have the new caster audio either <laughs> like, and for there just to be uh, a lost episode which uh, fits for the weirdness of this episode <laughs> it really it really does and what? I'm going to use that as a segue because Wait, we've we wasted do, uh, <laughs> What have you guys been up to? Um, I've been counting down the days to vacation and mentally preparing to move and then setting up stuff like U-Haul. And I have to call my ISB and transfer internet and see if I can have it ready so that we move in and I don't not have internet. So stress. I, I've been up to stress recently. <laughs> I have been less stressed the last two, well, literally today, because um, <laughs> uh, yesterday I was proctoring a midterm. Monday I had to submit my final assignment of my graduate-like studies Oh, geez. for coursework, which was weird. Um, so that's done now. Um, and then, um, yeah, no. So I'm like less stressed, but then tomorrow I get to mark a final. Uh, what was really great was during my um, final that I was proctoring, I got an email being like, hey, we have like an extra half TA credit like open for this other course. Um, do, do you want it for next year? So I was like, cool, I guess I get to do Ooh. two courses. Hey, David, you will you actually your memory is so bad that you probably remember literally nothing from this course. Uh, <laughs> As as I uh, remember literally nothing from anything. Uh, you you, you want to know what course it is? What course? It's fifteen hundred. That means nothing to me. Like cis fifteen hundred? No, no. Linear I assume algebra. engineering fifteen hundred. Oh, yeah. linear algebra. Yeah, I don't remember anything that course. <laughs> the it's number now of being times taught, it's now being I've... taught by uh by. V so we'll see how that Ooh. is. You wanna you wanna censor that name? Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I yeah, okay. Put a note in for me. Um, but yeah, I, the number of times in other courses where I've had to go back and pull out my linear algebra textbook and go, oh God, matrixes, what, what are, oh God, how did I do this Ex again? Excuse you, David, matrices, not matrixes. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Matrix. Yeah. Matrix. Matrix. Ma- Matrixes is to re- refer to the current trilogy, soon to be quadrilogy. <laughs> Matrices is the mathematical tool. Yes. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Nice. Is getting more things. I, man, I'm so glad that all of us tried to make notes there. <laughs> and only <laughs> one of us succeeded. Although, although David now can use these timestamps. <laughs> yes um it's, it's, you can actually it's, refer back to these timestamps. <laughs> it is helpful though to have it in the other channel as well just as another reminder because i always check that just to make sure uh, i don't okay. forget anything and yeah, i usually i remove it as i do the work all right. all right because one of us actually has to wake up early in the morning i'm going to move on to the tv guide Man, um, this episode is cursed already <laughs> Every episode is cursed. A boat with anxiety causes a self-medicating Walter to spin a musical fairy tale for Olivia's niece, and his fertile imagination becomes the setting for a subconscious song and dance exercised by the rest of the division. What the fuck, TV Guide? (laughs) I don't like that description at all. Why is that that description? TV Guide was just written by the the French PDA editors. Why is this description so horny? So you guys have been hyping up this episode or episode 19s in general for a while as being really weird and strange. And I see why, because this episode was really <laughs> fucking weird and really fucking strange. But but you loved it, didn't you? I, I, I was telling Charlie before we started recording that I was super down when it started. And I was like, oh, they're doing like a storytelling as a framing mechanism for a weird thing. Okay, that's awesome. And then some of the singing started and then it lost me. And then it got me back. And then it got weird again, even weirder, and it lost me again. <laughs> oh, incredible. So by the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, I'm glad that this is a what a season time thing. <laughs> Just gives the writer some time to stretch their legs, get all the weird shit out, and then mm-hmm. move on and hopefully get ready for the... It's also a nice like palate cleanser before they jump back into plot heavy stuff for the the end of season run right because uh we're basically into season finale next episode yeah uh we have three more episodes left in the season after this and i think they are all plot related Mm -hmm. um because i've been watching so much x files it's basically the same where you have monster of the week episodes and then quote-unquote mythology episodes we're about to hit back into the mythology episodes Though X-Files has much cooler mythology. (laughs) I've very much become an X-Files fan. We're almost done season six. (laughs) I'm glad that there's more than five seasons of that show. (laughs) There's there's 11 and two movies. Isn't there also the reboot? Uh, Yeah, so it goes uh, five, season one through five, movie one, seasons six through nine, end of original run, revival movie, revival miniseries, revival second miniseries slash series finale question mark it'll come back eventually they should just pull a doctor who with that and just replace the main <laughs> actress and actor uh no they're they're too iconic though I, um you haven't seen season nine then <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear the like recent oh. seasons weren't great. no 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 season nine in the original run david decoffney who plays Mulder, is like i want to leave for a bit I, I I might come back later, and then they they swapped him out. Oh, that's crazy! All right. Um, yeah. Um, sorry. Season eight, I think Dukovny leaves, 
mm-hmm. and then season nine, uh, Gillian Anderson leaves. Well, yeah. that's cool. well, that's enough talk about X Files. Um, yep, back back to the <laughs> back to Fringe. Uh, Walter is getting fucking baked. Walter is getting hot. <laughs> I like the shot of just the open door and the bong and the smoke. And that was very, very artistic. And you're like, what are they doing recording my dorm room? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, cool. I didn't realize this was recorded in 2020. I didn't have the money to afford a bong <laughs> back in t- when I was living in a dorm. You didn't well, have $10? <laughs> Listen, certainly not was... a dorm like uh certainly not a bong like walters that is that is <laughs> yeah. that is not a ten dollar bong well it not, it's not only not a ten dollar bong bong but also the the weed he's smoking is not ten dollar weed <laughs> i like how nick's the one making these claims <laughs> listen walter was making some was saying some very good things about that weed <laughs> you've also never smoked weed so you that could just be all that could just be every single every You're single right. weed Every, every single, single yep. weed. Every single weed. Not every single strain. Just every single weed is like this. Yeah, because you do you do a numeral of weed. Like yes. if you're smoking, you're doing like three weeds, or three marijuanas, if you want to be correct. But yeah, this, Walter's yep. doing like the dream. He's getting baked, listening to music, and then pulls out a label maker and is labeling everything in the lab while the cow watches. So. You you guys have gotten high. Have you ever went, yeah, I'm going to label everything now? Uh, depends on the kind of mood. That's fair. Um, I can't speak for David, but, uh... Well, neither can he, so that's yeah, fine. That's true. Well, I will speak for David then. David tends to go for a big block of cheese. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. And um, anime. And anime. Well, yeah. well, what, what did I come back to? <laughs> oh, we were talking about what you like to do when you get high. I have a note here, right, where I was like, yeah, the um, mix that he talks about, I don't think would put someone into a, like, manic, Organ- I need to label things mood. Like, that is definitely more of a you find a couch and just sleep mood. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't also don't believe for a second that he is just high on on pot. Oh, I no, assume no. he's also no, on no, like no, no, acid no. or something else. Well, no, no, the, no, no, no. like the I need to go do stuff is definitely a coke thing. Like <laughs> that is that is not a weed thing. Mm. Most most stereotypes of stoners don't have them as being you know super active. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do the last time? We fell asleep on the couch watching Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Like most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's David's my go-to. Every single time we're like, want to watch a movie? Yeah, which movie? Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a it's great film. Something. <laughs> it's a good movie. Anyway, uh, Walter gets high, um, starts organizing, and Astrid's like, hey, I know like you need to cope, but Peter will be back. I know why you're doing all this. He just needs, Peter just needs time to come back. Mm-hmm. And Walter's like, it's important to take control of your life, which is why I'm smoking this dank, dank kush, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special blend of this and this. I call it Brown Betty. <laughs> hey, episode title. Hey. Uh, and then Olivia, Olivia walks in, <laughs> and Walter's like, "Did you find Peter?" And Olivia's like, "I got some leads, but I need a favor. You need to watch my niece." <laughs> and, uh. and I think Astrid and Walter are like, "Oh shit." 
Oh no, uh, Walter's like, Walter turns to Astrid and be like, whoa, I'm way too deep in phase one to take care of someone else. And Astrid just goes, I think she was talking to me. I hope she was talking to me. I also love phase one. (laughs) I'd like to point out, by the way, um, at least three, if we don't include season one, because you guys don't include season one of episode 19, three out of the other four um, episode 19 or episode 19 equivalents are um, drug references in their names. Which is super cool. I think this started something. Yeah, because this is this is Brown Betty. Um, uh, Well, don't don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. Spoilers, (laughs) dude. Come on. We'll get there. This is the time to be vague. Uh, never. <laughs> you had an opportunity. You don't be vague. <laughs> never. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, Astrid's like, yeah, yeah, we'll watch him go. Olivia goes out to go try and track down Peter, and uh, Walter and Ella are playing Operation, and and Ella is insulting him. <laughs> yeah, his shoddy operation skills. Because he's bad at the game. Get good, Walter. And <laughs> probably a little bit too on point. Um, he botches the removal of the broken heart. Ooh. I see what you did with symbolism, symbolism. there, Mr. Writer. <laughs> I also really like how Ella the entire time is like, oh, this lab's great. It smells kind of funny, though, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, there is a great line where uh, she, where she's like, oh, I, uh, I want some snacks or something. And then Astrid's like, oh, there should be some in the fridge in the back. And she wanders off and the main cast is talking, but you could hear in the background her going, man, it smells weird over here. <laughs> Well, no, it's not just that, but then she's playing, while she's playing Operation with Walter, she's like, wow, you're really bad at this, and all you're doing is eating all my snacks. <laughs> yeah. Like everything and you I think, say makes you giggle. Yeah, you think everything's so funny. <laughs> uh, weed jokes. Definitely a Schedule <laughs> 1 drug. Uh, and Walter, she's like, okay, you're shit at playing games. Maybe, old man, you can tell me a tale. And Walter's like, nope, <laughs> really, really can't. And Ella's like, hey, do it, bitch. But she's like, didn't you, you ever tell stories to uh, Peter? And he's just like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> don't why don't, I don't I... talk about Peter. And he slaps Ella. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and she's like, don't you have parents, old man? Didn't your parents love you and tell you stories while they were not being Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> and Walter's like, "Oh yeah, my mother, my, my mother, mother loved, wasn't a Nazi, probably, but she liked detective stories and musicals. What a perfect genre mashup that is." Uh. Um, so yeah, we start our fairy tale with, as always, "Once Upon a Time." Um, and this is where shit gets really, really weird. Um, Olivia is a private investigator. Um, and she's quitting because she hasn't been able to solve one mystery. How to mend a broken heart. Um, and the source of her broken heart. Holy shit. He came back. John Scott. (laughs) God damn. What a fucking callback. (laughs) Did did you guys remember John Scott? Cause surprisingly I did. Oh, God damn. You did just look at him and go, Oh, cool. Olivia's broken up about some white dude. (laughs) Was it just what you thought, David? No, I recognized him. Also, um, amazed Walter remembers John Scott. Like, he he doesn't even remember where he is sometimes. He still doesn't know Astrid's name. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, um, but uh, he got to uh, experiment on John Scott. That's why he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the man with the transparent skin. I remember oh, you. Yes, John Scott, exactly. I know exa- <laughs> everything about you. Completely average in every single way. <laughs> Except Poor for the dude. penis, which was frightfully small. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not, 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 not 17 inches. No. Why are, we, why are we so mean to John Scott? And again, no one's gonna get that reference. <laughs> That's okay. That one was for that one was for Charlie and for David to get upset. <laughs> uh, Stop anyway, with the inside jokes that no one will get. <laughs> anyway, um, a young lady enters Dunham's office. Who is? I'm just gonna use the character names, but assume zero relation between characters unless mm-hmm. I mention it. So Rachel, Olivia's sister. Enters the office and is like, hey, I need you to find uh, my missing boyfriend. Um, he owed money to a gambler by the name of Big Eddie, which, holy shit, Ooh, Big Eddie makes a revival. I, yeah, I wrote that down. That's like, what, the third <laughs> reference to Big Eddie in the show? <laughs> and you, wasn't your season two prediction that um, more of Peter's gambling debt yep, passed? I, I, thought it would, I thought it would show up. Has hey, it so hey, far? Hey, David, it's showing up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I'm going to count this one as a win for my called shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, hey, Big Eddie might have disappeared him. And Olivia's like, don't go looking for it. You might not like what you find. And I'm like, this is a little bit harsh to tell a young child. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, she, well, then and- uh, Rachel's just like, no, he wouldn't run away or whatever. Like, I, no, I've only known him for a week, but it's true love. <laughs> it's like wait what to which um, Ellen does go whoa 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 my mom and Peter aren't like they're, they're, there's nothing between them never was <laughs> <laughs> that I'm aware of um, there's no is there glances. is there a musical number or does a musical number start and then Ella cuts him off yeah, Ella cuts him off Walter, for this one. T- it's Walter trying to do it because this is yeah. the um, drunk history where it's Walter's voice coming out of Rachel's mouth <laughs> <laughs> And then it's Ella going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, uh, where did and, we... And we're back, listeners. Thanks <laughs> to our sponsors for all of those wonderful messages. Thanks to the sponsors Ooh. for fucking up our regular recording setup. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. Okay. Listen, flying, off, flying by the seat of our pants, it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, so I think when we left off, uh, Walter was just about to break into song and dance, and we were all on the edge of our seat, and then Ella fucked it up by interrupting and being like, you don't get to sing and dance. Love at first sight isn't real. And, like, she's only right on one of those things. Uh, it's unfortunate. We don't get the John Noble musical number. I mean, like... we get quite a bit of it. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I forgot. There was a thing. I don't know if you guys talked about it. Um, at the very beginning, when Walter is smoking uh marijuana, uh the music this that plays while he is. Oh yes, <laughs> what's the music? I, just, I have to bring it up. It's the meme music. It is. It is the meme music. The to be continued meme music. And I was like, wait, what is happening? Is my do I not have the actual episode? What am I watching? What would you do if it just froze and said to be continued and it was black for the next 40 minutes? I would be clapping so hard because Fringe would have started a meme. <laughs> oh, just, that meme predates Fringe by quite a bit. Does it? I almost guarantee. I'm not going to look it up because we've gone on too many tangents, but I bet you. 
It was it was just beautiful. I was so confused for a moment. <laughs> um, <sighs> back to the story because yeah, the boyfriend, the missing boyfriend, is obviously Peter, and Ella's like, "But my mom doesn't like Peter. What the fuck?" Um, and Walter's like, "Oh, it's a story. Ignore it." Um, and uh, oh god, I've lost my place. Um, Peter was kidnapped by Big Eddie in the story because he has a heart. Unlike anything the world has ever seen before. Ooh. And he, she sure does, because they do cut to Peter, and it's a, it's a cool heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think are the odds that the uh, science team pitched this as an actual episode of Fringe? And um, the, the writers were like, fuck you. <laughs> Not <laughs> we'll allowed. put it in this weird episode. That we'll makes we'll no make sense. a weird episode just for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I we should clarify, um, him being in a possession of a unique heart does not mean like physically in his chest. It it looks kinda like the metal made out of the observer like cylinders. And mm-hmm. it's in a it's in a briefcase. It is a mechanical heart. I feel like we should clarify that. He does not in have in his possession a biological human heart. It's really fancy. Yeah. I wanted that heart. <laughs> That's fair, actually. You know, not to have for myself, but just to put on my wall. Hmm. To deny it's weird some- when you say it like that. To deny I'm someone sure, else. I'm sure there's an Etsy store somewhere where you could buy that. Eh. Fringe is kind of old at this point. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'm not going to bring it up because it's. I, I'll. I might bring it up next episode. I found something amazing, and I'm yeah, teasing excellent. it now. Um, all right okay guys we got it we got to get through this episode at some point (laughs) (laughs) um we go back to the story walter puts on some smooth jazz and um we cut back to the story and dunham has walked into a jazz bar because of course and hey Broyles is playing the piano and singing and you're like well lanceretta can sing I just want to make sure that that is Lance Reddick singing, right? Like they didn't just like cut over. Like, is that? <laughs> I would not be surprised. It doesn't. If it, it was, it doesn't sound a lot like him, but it sounds enough like him that I could buy that this is actually Lance Reddick. Like, it's his singing voice. Yeah, yeah, which is super cool. And at some point, I'll have to look that up because super cool. Now, now I want to know if he's released a jazz album. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> going on an entirely different tangent. Oh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, it's um super nice, uh, super nice jazz, uh, jazz band. And for some reason, uh, well, actually, we know why. There's definitely been a murder that's happened in this jazz bar. Um, but uh, <laughs> but was it tonight? Who knows? Lieutenant Broyles does not care about the murder. It's the important <laughs> thing to know. <laughs> he is busy playing the piano and he singing. Is, he is jamming. Uh, <laughs> murder. Oh, right. That thing. <laughs> why would I care about that? <laughs> I, beca- I, I joined the police force so I could do shit like this. <laughs> Please, a scale. <laughs> Did you see how cool that was? <laughs> Goddamn, do you see that audience? Dunham, you finally figured it out. You press the keys and music happens. <laughs> we, we get our nice little interaction um, because Lance Reddick needs screen time. Um, and Is um, apparently we... a crooked cop? Yup. Because Dunham's like, you owe me a favor. I didn't turn you in for planting that evidence. To get a promotion, which... Which, mm. ooh, not a great look. (laughs) 
I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure the person was bad, right? Like, Walter got you know. him and uh, Walter got him and sexual assault guy confused. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't remember that dude's name. <laughs> Nobody does. He's worse than John Scott. <laughs> yep. No, I, I, don't, I don't have him. Uh. Yeah, we go back to Massive Dynamic because of course we do. Um, <laughs> what do they do? What don't they do? <laughs> That was, we get that slogan again. That was not in a Lance Reddick voice. I, that's because I can't do one of those. Disappointing. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played enough Destiny 2 <laughs> to like, have his voice just implanted into my brain. Guardian, yeah. I need you to go to Massive Dynamic. Yeah, Destiny 2 will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ella's like, but what, what's wrong with Massive Dynamic? And Walter's like, they're an evil company that make money at any cost and they always want to exploit the little guy and ruin creativity unless they can profit from it. Basically, they're capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... We're getting real political in these episodes. But, yeah, that's just capitalism. It's... <laughs> uh, it's, it's great to hear Walter say these things and then, like, literally nothing else. <laughs> Because they're like, yeah, can't bring out anything further than that. This was 2010. We might lose our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> the union's talking about going on strike. We make our way over to, uh, to Massive Dynamic, and we meet uh, the noir novel version of Nina Sharp, um, which is just Nina Sharp, but without a <laughs> cool arm. <laughs> the noir version of all of the fringe characters. It's just them. It's just them. Like, they're not even in black and white, but it's fine. <laughs> I think that would have thrown more people off if this whole episode was in black and white. Oh, but think how awesome that would be. Yeah. <sighs> that That's would a be, missed opportunity. That would be pretty cool. But hey, here we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Nina, uh, we get... Nope. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, Charlie. you go, you go. All right, all right. I was just going to say, um, we get the classic season one interaction between uh, Nina and Olivia of, I know that there's more that you're not telling me, and Nina going, no, I promise, I've been completely helpful when she's been completely unhelpful. Um, <laughs> but then they pan underneath the table, and she has five prosthetic arms all crossing their fingers. I promise, oh, I've told you everything. All crossing their fingers while on vibrate. Oh. <laughs> Nick. Why are you disgusting? Chalk another terrible joke up for Nick. <laughs> you guys... There's no more room left on the blackboard. <laughs> Time to get the whiteboard out, too. <laughs> oh, now he's making it racial. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> the worst thing is, I can't even mute myself now because we're using Audacity. <laughs> can't even just go, no. Chalk another great joke up for Charlie. <laughs> this episode... Guys, this is a cursed recording. <laughs> There's a weird energy now. Oops. There's been a weird energy for a while. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Please guide us through this. Please, oh. Nick. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. Um, Nita basically just... Uh, th th we, we get the no information has been given, but um, Olivia gets something a little bit um, of a lead to be going through. Um, in that Nina's like, oh yeah, no, we're, you know, are you, are you sure that Rachel's there for just the intentions of loving, uh, 
uh, of loving Peter, of loving Peter, and eh, I'm sure it's fine. Um, and as Olivia leaves, we get uh, Nina taking out her cell phone because we're not quite noir novel. It's it's still modern day, just detective. Um, <laughs> yeah, because people just have cell phones for some reason. Everything else feels like it's old timey, and then there's cell phones. It's so confusing. <laughs> that's old the uh, fringe. That's the fringe writing team going, and then Nina tells the person, and they're like, "Wait, shit, how?" Uh. <laughs> well actually what's happening is we're just in the alternate universe for all of this um and boom you're good to go <laughs> the alternate universe is simultaneously in the past and in the future and in the present at the same time well Ooh. no but they had but they had all the the fun cell phones 30 years in advance oh uh, i guess <laughs> I, I guess that makes sense. There you go, David. We found I'm some angry, new canon. But I guess that makes sense. This infuriates me, but I can't argue it. There's <laughs> nothing wrong. Literally, they bring up that exact thing. Anyways, um, Olivia is uh, driving back to uh, with after no leads with Nina um, and tries to call Rachel. Um, and, uh, Rachel's completely fine. Uh, nothing bad happens to her. They have a nice conversation. Um, she's and like, she hangs up and they go on with their lives. Yeah. Yes. Rachel's like, hi, Olivia. Thank you for calling. Yes. My heart is in fact safely located inside my chest cavity. It's very nothing nice for you to ask happening. about that. I am not screaming right now. There is nothing wrong. I... My neighbors are having, uh, <laughs> having an argument and that's all that's going wrong right now. If you come into my room by the time you get here. I will not be on the ground dead with my heart cut out of my chest. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh... ignoring that whole scene. Um, yeah, Rachel's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so so Olivia phone. goes, oh man, I really want to go see this, this nice new person, Rachel, and how alive she's doing. Uh, <laughs> we should write movies, guys. <laughs> we write the best dialogue. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Uh, uh, but then Ella interrupts and is like, what the fuck? Did you, you killed my mom. That's not okay. Uh, also, she's the true love. How did you kill true love? And Walter's like, life isn't fair. And he throws a beaker down and runs away. <laughs> okay, so what actually happens is, is Ella's like, whoa, that's not cool. And then Walter's like, wait, what, what's your problem? And Astrid's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably because you killed her mom. And then it was like, well, that's not that. It's that she's true love, and true love has to prevail. And Walter just goes, ah, but not everything is as it seems. Listen, I'm going to prove to you that true love doesn't exist. Um, and proceeds <laughs> to do that. My father was a Nazi. Life's not fair. <laughs> and then Astrid goes, Walter, didn't you say that he was the spy for the Allies? And Walter's like, yeah. I was lying. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. My mother turned him. That was the only reason. I killed that man for, for exposing us. <laughs> All right. Back on to the episode. We get broils again. Uh <laughs> This, we should this record at job. 9 to 10 p.m. more often. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different feel. We're, we're entering into those weird D&D &D hours. Um, <laughs> they're not good. This is when we're usually playing D&D. &D. That's why I think there's such a weird energy. <laughs> like... Yep, it is. Uh, oh, man. Oh. 
But yeah, um, so um, Ella accepts that her mom is dead, um, and Walter continues the story um, with Broyles uh, showing up because Olivia smartly called the cops and wasn't just like, yeah, I don't need to report this murder, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but also, and... Rachel wasn't Rachel. She was <clears throat> Kelsey. Ooh. Yes. She was an actress. Traded in uh, one bad name for another. I uh I really thought that this was gonna be the reveal that um Walter hired Rachel to date Peter as an actress. <laughs> oh, <Ooh. laughs> which is what I my first thought was, and I'm like, mm, that's sus. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that one would have flew with Ella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Bros is like, hey, I need you to back off and let like the actual legal police force investigate this mur- murder. You're a private investigator. You hold very legal very little legal authority in these matters and olivia's like oh well you don't fucking know anything but i'll do what you ask because true love died and i don't believe in true love anymore and as she leaves Ooh. she ta- she uh, disturbs the crime scene and steals evidence yep. um as you yep, do yep, yep. <laughs> proper police uh detection right there um but it's fine it's just a little notebook there's definitely not very important evidence um, there's definitely like not the check. most crucial thing <laughs> Also, like, a check for $200, like, that's, listen, that's like eight years of rent in the 1930s. I'm, the time period for this is weird. (laughs) I don't, I don't know how much $200 is at this point. Uh, The economy of the 1920s with the technology of the 2020s. I'm pretty sure this all happens in the 1970s at the alternate universe. That's that's my best bet right now. <laughs> so, hold on. Because, <laughs> so the check that she gets, I'm gonna, I, I need to go off this brief tangent for Nick. So, the check she gets is to Kelsey, also known as Rachel, for $200 signed by Dr. Walter Bishop, and Olivia calls, see, this is where they mix it again. She calls the switchboard operator to get her Walter Bishop. It's so confusing. She like she like pulls out her her touch screen smartphone and goes, "Yes, operator, get me the bellhop." <laughs> so so I'll accept all of this mainly because this is this is portrayed from Walter's high ima- imagination and yeah. it's great. <laughs> but it makes no sense the time period like, it's so you good have, you have cell towers but the cell towers are managed by switchboard operators still wait what <laughs> oh i'm just imagining switchboard operators but for data <laughs> listen i need you to google this for me <laughs> okay i mean isn't that what that used to be <laughs> like you would have to call someone if you wanted to look something up and i they mean would do it nick you're talking about like switchboard operators for for data that's what like early internet was. You had to connect through very specific nodes to get to your that's, end destination. Look up early ARPANET fair. node graphs. That's fair. Um, All right. Anyways, anyways, we cut to the 1970s of the alternate universe, according to Nick, where you know they have polka dot cows <laughs> and cacti. <laughs> And Walter. And, and a very handsome, well, not quite as handsome version of Walter, but uh, still brilliant. Even though they definitely dress John Noble up so that he is more handsome. God damn, this John Noble look good. Um, this John Noble don't walk good though. No. 
His legs don't work like they used to. Or at all. He's been giving his spinal fluid to a vampire. (laughs) Ooh, there's a callback. (laughs) Oh, my God. Has he also been making horrible, horrible rhymes um, (laughs) using his last name? Okay, okay, everyone, let's take a moment. Think of the best terrible rhyme with Bishop that you would say to your lover. Come here and kiss up my bishop. <laughs> like what? Veronica Bishop, Veronica Bishop, you turn. Um... <laughs> I got this. There's nothing that rhymes with bishop. No, 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 no. You're thinking about it wrong. You just got to make bishop sound funny. Um, you mean like Bishop? Like what his Nazi grandfather was called? No, 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 no. Um, it's just, it's it's Bishop instead. Um, so you can rhyme it with Ip. Uh, oh, Bishop. <laughs> yeah, Bishop. You gotta say it in Holy a snooty, snooty English accent. Oh, yes, I'm Dr. Bishop. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then it's... <laughs> Veronica Bishop, Veronica Bishop. <laughs> You're a true sailor. You get those fish up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That that one's not okay. That's the best one. <laughs> All right, David, you, you've won it. I'll give that one to you. Master, fucking crying. Hey, David, David, you got an episode title. <laughs> Oh god, this is such a nonsense episode. What have we created? It's it's fine. It's oh, fine. Oh god. Oh, oh man. Oh, there we go. All oh. right. You... So we meet Walter Bishop in the story. And man, does he get those fish up? <laughs> and um <laughs> Olivia's talking to him and she's like, How did you know Peter? He's like, Oh, he was my lab assistant. And then Olivia goes, Hmm, you have the same name. Are you two related? And then Walter goes, No. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> this is fine. There's nothing wrong with this at all. <sighs> um, and he starts showing all of his inventions off as well. Look, like bubblegum and a singing <laughs> oh, no, singing no, cadaver. No, no. Quest. It's like it's like bubblegum, oh look I've invented hugs, I invented Flano- chocolate. Oh yes, also singing corpses. And then he snaps and then three corpses with like the um like <laughs> the, start the autopsy can- state like cuts in them to sit up and start singing and I'm like, What the fuck, friend? <laughs> he also invented flannel pajamas. Which is a weird one. But yeah, the corpses he like snaps and they start seeking Candyman. And it's horrifying in so many levels. And Ella's like, how do you invent hugs? And Walter's like, shut up, small child. I invented everything. Love isn't real. Hugs are the only thing that are real. You can trademark hugs. Capitalism wins again. <laughs> Checkmate, socialists. Uh. Uh, yeah, we. Uh... Yeah, and Dunham's like, "Hey, what about that glass heart that's in this book? Uh, what makes the heart so special?" And Walter's like, "Oh, it's it kept me alive as a power source." 
um, look, I have this door into my chest. <laughs> and he's just and like, I... here, take a look at my ripped abs. Nope. Uh... <laughs> and he opens it up and it's empty. And he goes, yes, someone in the middle of the night stole my heart. Coincidentally, Peter went dis- disappeared at the exact same time. Same time. It was really weird. I don't know why he would like why he'd disappear at such a critical moment. Um, Who guessed? Yeah. There's there's no relation to Iron Man in any of this either. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, but Walter's like, yeah, if I don't have the heart, I'll die, and then all of my ideas and all of the wonder I've brought into the world will die with me. <laughs> Which isn't how it works. See trademark. See Disney. Basically, all of happiness will die with me. That well, see is... this, see this book full of very detailed schematics about all your ideas. <laughs> like they'll just disband rainbows and then bring them out in five years, and everyone will call it nostalgia and praise John Favreau for making a live-action animated movie. <laughs> <sighs> I have issues with The Lion King. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, we, uh, we hop back. <laughs> oh, but also, um, Walter's like, oh, because I was like, oh man, I'm invested in the story now. Is Olivia going to help? Walter's like, oh, he will. But first, she needs to rehire her assistant, Esther Figglesworth, as he makes direct <laughs> eye contact with Astrid. Who <laughs> just rolls her eyes? Astrid's like, "Oh, cool! I'm so glad that I made this in uh, under a pseudonym, like uh, like everyone did." Astrid's like, "Yeah, black erasure totally isn't a thing." Oh. <laughs> and there's there's Esther Figglesworth, um, trying to get a job because um, she's, I guess good at getting job interviews god damn job interview the day after getting fired yeah uh, well she's like going through her qualifications and it's all all this kind of stuff and the nurse is like can you take care of crazy people she's like i'm very patient i hear you need that when you deal with mental patients ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and the person just looked like deadpan stare and then and then she's like listen i've got a special talent and breaks out into song as you always do <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh and before the nurse can go, this isn't this isn't a like Disney movie, get out of here. Um Olivia calls and um Astrid picks up on her sorry, Esther picks up on her completely normal cell phone. Uh <laughs> completely time normal cell phone. Also, and... I, I just I just paused. It has the worst fucking numpad in the history of mankind. <laughs> it goes one to five pound sign on one row and then six to zero star on the bottom row yeah because it's an alternate universe yeah where the nazis won <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <what>? so, <laughs> the nazis liked everything in twos is that what i'm getting from this let me introduce you to my World history AU, where the Nazis won World War II, but literally nothing changed except for the layout of phone pads. <laughs> Wait, are keyboards the same still? Except for the numpad on the side. No, the numpad's different. <laughs> but, uh, no. <laughs> My laptop's so much longer now. <laughs> What's well, obviously going to be vertical. No. No, it's still horizontal. Oh, God, why? It's Nazis. Uh, anyways anyhow esther is like hey i'll come help 
but you need to pay me because I've been paid in a half year. And Dunham's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll pay you. Sure. It's fine. Nothing. <laughs> but then, hey, suddenly the observer, I mean, random dude in a fedora, attacks Dunham, breaks her phone, and is like, hey, stop investigating. And to make sure you stop investigating, I'm going to cut your chest with my laser pen and then make a bad pun and run away. God, this was out of fucking nowhere. Like, such brutality, by the this, way. Like, this was this was straight up just, David, when you say, like, how does that happen in D&D, that this is, this is just one of us saying, how does that happen? <laughs> how does that happen? Well, I take out my laser pen, I cut her across the chest and say, don't stick your heart out where it doesn't belong. Ha ha ha. And then that's the end of my turn. <laughs> he doesn't even kill her. He just... Like scratches her a bit and then leaves. Yup. And Olivia's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with her at all, despite getting her chest opened up. Uh well it's cool because Esther like dabs the wound and then Olivia goes over to the mirror to look at it and you can see the cut healing itself. Yep. Alternate universe. It's it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh it's like, oh, hey, this must have been the exact same thing that they cut Rachel, I mean Kelsey's heart out with. And um, Esther is like, oh, cool. Draw the weapon you saw in extraordinarily good detail for being attacked with it. God damn, it is. In the dark at night, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and then we'll go see the best character ever, Brandon, and he'll go get the the patent from the drawing and oh i can't believe brandon made it into this goddamn episode <laughs> you're so upset aren't you yeah God brandon's him. brandon's like oh yeah some big manhattan company made this they make all kinds of spy stuff i really would like to i sure would like to work at massive dynamic one day as he stares dead into the camera <laughs> <laughs> well no he's he's dreaming about it you know being a big man living in his office up in massive dynamic never leaving the lab having fast food cups all over the place to demonstrate that i never leave the lab setting up a cot in the in the corner but like looking out over new york so it's fine it's it's a way better view than any any apartment he could afford what are you what are you talking about cot in the corner that takes up valuable lab space you get the desk that has the hammock underneath it mm -hmm. Ooh. which is a real depressing thing Oh. Yeah, you can buy a... It has to be a steel-reinforced frame desk, but you can hook a hammock up for naps in the office near your coworkers out in the open. That's, that's upsetting. Yeah. Moving on from that to happier things, um, like this amazingly happy world where nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> uh, As we cut from the scene of Olivia getting her heart almost cut out. <laughs> nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> Olivia. Rachel, I mean Kelsey is completely fine. Yeah. Um <laughs> She gets the heart back, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Olivia like bursts into Eva's office and is like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Why we did get once again classic season me? one? <laughs> Olivia massive dynamic bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's our quantum laser. It was a surgical tool, but it was stolen uh, in the prototype stage. And um, hey, but what about your attacker? Was he bald and did he talk weird? He's one of the watchers. Ooh. They're, they're guys who watch and then actually act on stuff and they're very dangerous. <laughs> I don't know why we call them the watchers and not the doers. 
<laughs> the murderers. <laughs> and then Ella's like, Nina Sharp can't be trusted. And Walter's like, Ivory as you will. <laughs> She's terrible, Correct. but hey, but hey, at least Broyles and her are fucking. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and then Olivia is like, cool, cool, got all I need out of you. I'm going to go break your tail light now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I was like, oh, there must be a reason for this. Nah. Well, I no, like it's version so, of Olivia. It, yeah. It's so that she can uh, easily track the car from a distance and doesn't <laughs> get lost in the multiple cars. But still, it's really good. It's because fantasy Olivia is damn good at her job. <laughs> this is what Walter um, thinks police work is like. <laughs> That's the explanation. I mean, every time he gets called to a crime scene, there is a grisly murder. So. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happens next? Uh, Esther calls, or Dunham calls Esther and is like, hey. What's up with Massive Dynamic? And Esther's like, oh, William Bell. Um, super smart cool. super smart guy. Um, he's the scientific Christopher Columbus, which means he caught child slaves and cut their hands off when they didn't get lab results in time. Oh, no. Also, also it, it currently dates us to the 1600s now. <laughs> it's at least past that. <laughs> Alternate universe in Fringe isn't woke yet because they still say Christopher Columbus with pride. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, well, no, and then Dunham goes, oh, my God, why are you talking about Christopher Columbus like that? And then hangs up. <laughs> I helped bring a statue down the other day. <laughs> you need some sensitivity training, <laughs> Esther. Esther. <laughs> uh, Get woke, but, Finnegan. <laughs> And then but, she snaps and hangs up. <laughs> but it's okay because she's definitely just been driving her car the entire time tracking Nina. Uh, uh, yeah, she like sneaks around her house and hears uh, Nina and William Bell have a conversation. And Bell's like, oh, Nina, my love, I'm so glad you've located the glass heart. Using it, I could create a stable door between universes. <laughs> And I'm assuming this is where the show lost David. <laughs> this, is, this is where the show lost me. Is where David went, oh, but it was... <laughs> was this also the video call between... Yes. Where they were like, oh, shit, we can't get Leonard Nimoy in person. Um, Get him to do his lines, and we'll make a really weird fucking CG render of him. This is, once again, where the show's dated, because you're like, all right, um, video calls weren't really a thing, but like, I guess if they were, this is what they'd look like. <laughs> <laughs> Does it are you telling me this wasn't what 2010 white. skype was so fun fact about this uh yeah they couldn't get letter nimoy for this so they got him to record the lines and they were like i know we'll just like scan his face and do like a cgi like 3d thing but they couldn't get him like the time to scan his face either so they had to make it themselves which is why it looks so wonky <laughs> holy shit fringe team <laughs> oh God, they really wanted Leonard Nimoy. And, like, I love it, but oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, then uh, one of the watchers shows up um, and tells Nina that Dunham is awake. And I'm like, how do you, what do you mean awake? You left her. She wasn't unconscious. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then 
she's like, oh god, they're talking about me, I need to leave now. And then one of the watchers comes up and makes another horrible heart pun uh, and knocks her out, right? That's what happens. <laughs> one of the watchers comes and doesn't watch, instead does. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't like sound fucking, as good if you call them the doers, though. He, like, fucking donkey punches Olivia, too. <laughs> real, this is a brutal episode. Olivia's just... Like, well, I, I, love, I love that the, the observers in this are just the mafia, is what it feels like. But Olivia's just watching this conversation between Belle and Nina, and then turns, and suddenly <laughs> she's gotten punched in the face. So oh, it's good. so good. Um, but yeah, Dunham wakes up in like a sub or a boat, a ship. She's on a ship. I don't know why I said submarine. There's a weird, there's a weird weird mix of metal and wood in this set. (laughs) Like the door frame looks metal, but then the door itself is wood, but has a metal wheel to lock it. And I'm very confused. It's, it's one of those cool antique subs. Uh, Listen, guys, alternate universe, alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and um, Nina's there, and um, our our good friend, the Watcher. Um, Mr. Gemini. Yes, because they, they can't have months now. They have to have Zodiac symbols, yeah. you know, they, uh, months. They put Dunham in a coffin and then throw her in the water. Yeah, they do the brutal thing where they throw her in the coffin and then hammer it in yeah. while she's in there, which is yeah. ugh. And then That's Olivia not... goes, man, I wish Bishop was here because then you could bring the fish up and help me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, and that is what happened. Peter Bishop shows up on a little dinghy and he, he pulls that fish up. <laughs> And he's like, hey, Dunham, that, that, that heard you were... that bishop. <laughs> he's like, hey, Dunham, heard you were looking for me. And he, like, gives finger guns, and she's like, I almost drowned, you dick. Like, can you help a little bit more? <laughs> Listeners, I'm real sorry in advance for how often that fish-up joke is going to come up for the rest of time. <laughs> I'm real sorry. Uh, I'm not bringing it up. That one's, that one, that joke goes to David. <laughs> I will gladly accept it. <laughs> Uh, Olivia then wakes up in a completely normal spot, and it's well, completely th- like <laughs> I think the set is Walt, like the house Peter grew up in. I'm pretty sure it is. And she like goes downstairs, and hey, there's the pattern from season one, like the radial pattern from um where all the events happen centered around Raiden Lake. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Um, it is nice. He like makes her breakfast, and um, he's like, "I thought a cop was following me." She's like, "Not a cop, a private detective. I have no real legal authority." And then he goes, "Well, <laughs> damn, I was wrong." Anyways, do you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> you thought you got could this, escape the B movie references. <laughs> you like got this jazz? brand new album <laughs> from this. Uh, Broyles fella (laughs) (laughs) and it's like oh we're polar opposites you don't like jazz but like to dance I like jazz but I hate to dance why would I ever dance with anyone but you it might be (laughs) fun and they start fucking right there (laughs) (laughs) by dance I mean sex (laughs) 
No, man, this episode's weird. Both what we're talking about and also this recording. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Everything about it's weird. It's in episode 19, that's for sure. Yeah. And Dunham's like, hey, why'd you steal the heart from that old man? And Peter's like, let me correct you on some things. Yes, I stole a heart from an old man. But also, these are all the children he's hurt. (laughs) Also, this was my heart first, and he opens up his chest. Yeah. He's like, there's 147 pins on this map, and he replaced those dreams with nightmares. That's where he gets all his ideas. Meaning one kid, only one child, dreamt up the idea of a hug. And another one dreamt up the idea of a bubble gum, and he went... And Walter went, nah, also, you, you don't need to know about bubblegum. Singing gum. corpses. You need to know about monsters. Yeah, that's what I'm more concerned about. That poor, the child dreaming about seeing corpses. Please get that child help. Please send that child also, somewhere. what were they replaced with? <laughs> what was the nightmare? Happy living people? Yeah, that kid's seriously disturbed. But yeah, then, then Peter's like, hey, this, this was mine. I was born with this fragile glass heart symbolism Ooh, we're hitting you over the head with it definitely no relation to peter's illness None. yeah <laughs> and peter was like oh i was willing to give walter the heart because he could do more good with it than i could but when i learned that he was hurting children i i had to take it back and then the watchers come in and start a fist fight <laughs> And then, and then we get the fight scene of the episode. Because, like, I know, I know that sounds like I skipped over some stuff. I promise no. you, I didn't. Like, no, they come. We just, you know, you know that GIF of like the SWAT team breaking into a house and they're just like demolishing the place. That's what fucking happens. A couple guys running through the front door, and then two dolphin dive through a fucking window. One dude jumps through the ceiling. <laughs> The scene's. Oh, the scene is amazing. about this is really good. Olivia gets donkey punched again. <laughs> They're just beating observers with like random pieces of wood. And then the observers pull out science guns because we get science guns again. Yeah. Science guns. Science guns are back and Olivia gets one. Pew pew. Pew. And, and murders a, a watcher, but it's fine because he just disappeared. Yeah. They're they're quantumly entangled. They're Schrodinger's watchers. Oh god. Oh no. An idea <laughs> I am not taking from Helsing. I promise. Not at all. But oh no, um, Peter's glass heart has been removed and he needs Olivia's help. Because she's oh, an wow. indep- she's an independent woman, which must mean she needs a man in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, there's those 1970s talking again. Hey, it's not even like that was like came out of nowhere. I mean, the, the episode opened with us saying Olivia's getting over a broken heart and she's <laughs> quitting her career because of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because we all know women's career objectives are tied directly to their emotions. <laughs> of course. That's definitely what this episode is teaching us. Definitely nothing else. This Fringe is now just a Hallmark movie. We need to go up for cake and steak now. Oh man, cake and steak sounds great. <laughs> There's a fucking reference no one's gonna get. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. That is a reference more people could get than the 17 inches joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but will more people get it than this one? Because I didn't get the. <laughs> there were more people in that movie than they would understand. What, the what was the intro- name of that movie? 
Christian Mingle, the movie. Oh, right. Oh, Christian that's Mingle the movie you're talking about. Oh, oh no. We should pick another <laughs> Hallmark movie to watch and then all play a game or something while watching the movie. <laughs> no, that was terrible because I distinctly remember at some point because we were playing Halo going and then going, I'm not following the story of Halo or Christian Mingle, the movie. I don't know what's happening in either right now. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, equivalent storytelling. Fight me. <laughs> uh, but Olivia like gets some D batteries out of the drawer because that really dates this now and uh, patches patches Peter up um, and he's like hey we need to get my heart back because uh, oh, no, no, no. you you missed out when that it doesn't work right away and then Olivia has to break into song which revives him <laughs> yes we do get we do get the Olivia um, song scene as well singing for once in my life by Stevie Wonder <laughs> it's god this episode's weird <laughs> Because she connects the batteries, but he's like already dead, and she's like starts singing, and then she finishes her verse, and then he like comes back. Yep. So like my my girlfriend liked this show already, like she was very upset when Charlie died. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she liked it more. Like we started watching this episode, she goes, "Oh my god, it's a musical." <laughs> I mean, I was excited for that as well. <laughs> you got very hyped, didn't you? <laughs> I was also excited for it. Yeah. I literally heard Walter say um, detective and musical, and I went, oh, David's going to be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good combo. Yeah. Um, they, but yeah. They then, after it works, Peter is like, we got to go. These batteries are gonna, aren't going to last me very long because you picked the half-dead ones. Thanks for <laughs> that, by the way. And they go back to the lab, and Dunham's like, I knew he had the glass hot. And Walter's like, how, did you, how could you possibly know that? And she turns the page from a horse with a like glider on the back of it to the permanent smile to mm. clowns. That's, that one's that one's not okay. <laughs> um, to the cylinder device that the observers used to break in, and on the page opposite, it has the teddy bear, but it also has like a sketch of a real bear cub, and I'm worried. <laughs> I don't know if it's like reference or if it's like you need a bear cub to make a teddy bear. Or is it just that the teddy bear like he's making a more realistic teddy bear so he's using just bear cubs? I I don't oh, know, God. but I am very concerned. <laughs> it is called the little cylinder is called the iridium capsule though. Ooh, and I fail yep. to see how this would bring anyone joy. <laughs> Listen, sometimes That's... you need to break into a house. <laughs> Are you telling me that people do not get brought joy by penetrative devices? <laughs> All right, Nick Nick gets another tick on the good joke good joke board. <laughs> Is it a good joke board? I thought it was a terrible joke board. I like that one. That one was fine. <laughs> I specifically left that one like that. No further. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, they they're in they're in the lab, and um, all of a sudden the the watchers attack again, <laughs> or have a, have attacked. And whoa, what? Um, where the fuck are you? 
I don't know. Didn't the Watchers attack at this point? We, Again, like no. they took the heart from no, 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 no. They took Olivia's the Olivia's like I know you sent the Watchers because the watchers, you true. have the same cylinder device in your notebook. Now give us. Yeah. She takes the glass heart from Walter yeah. and gives it to Peter, and Walter's like, "I can change. I can make up for it." And Peter's and like, then starts singing Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sings Candyman, and but then. Peter's like, some things can't be undone. And they leave. And Walter's like, the end. And Ella's like, you're really fucking shit at telling <laughs> stories, you high sad old man. <laughs> and then. Let me give you a pr- an appropriate ending. <laughs> yeah. And the appropriate ending is um, Peter breaks the heart in two. But because it's a magic heart, they both work. And Walter and Peter both get half of the magic glass heart. And then they start singing and dancing with Olivia while Walter spins in his wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So, so fucking weird, dude. (laughs) Like, it's literally Olivia and Peter Peter doing the waltz and then Walter, like, keeping time and swaying and then slightly turning on his wheelchair. Um, And they lived happily ever after. (laughs) Yay. The end. Just as Olivia comes back and Walter has come down from his high. And Walter's like, oh my god, did you find my son? And Olivia's like, nope. (laughs) Well, well, that's not what this episode's for. Uh. Uh, Then Astrid, yeah. So Olivia didn't find Peter, but it's okay. Walter is a little bit in better spirits from Ella's altered ending. Um, Then Astrid drives Walter at home. Um... And they go inside the house, and we cut, and we see the observer. And he uh, texts a quick message to his homies saying, Peter has not returned. Um, and then, I'm worried. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> Walter forgot my warning that he's important. What the fuck, bros? <laughs> and that's the episode. So the observers in our universe are frat boys. Cool. Yes. You didn't, you didn't get that before? They're no, only I, I, they're only emotionless because they're constantly hungover. Pi Delta Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, yeah, that's that's the episode, I guess. <laughs> um, the observer is in the final scene. Why did you stop watching before the final scene? <laughs> or you know, they're the watchers. All the yeah. other ones. <laughs> or, you know, I I count the observer and the watchers as two different characters. Um, nah. And the glyph spells out heart. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Quite All fitting right, David. for this episode. All right, next episode clue. Just I don't want to guess. Just tell me what fucking clue <laughs> could possibly point to this goddamn episode. So this is both bad and good at the same time. Do you agree I with that one, Charlie? You. Yeah, this one's fair. It no, it's not fair. It's bad and good. <laughs> Those that, that's what I'm giving it. So. The the last episode, um, they I guess go shopping at some point. I don't exactly know when this when this happens. Um, but there an egg carton shows up, probably when Walter's baking. Yes. Um and um when you if you look exactly on the egg carton, it says for your healthy heart written on it. That's just what the egg carton says. <laughs> that's, that wasn't even a prop thing. I bet that's just what the egg carton said. Yep, oh. but hey, d- Look at that. For your healthy heart, look at these mending hearts that we have in this episode. Yeah. Boom. Symbolism. <laughs> oh, wow. Incredible. <laughs> also, 
with the sheer amount of references that we haven't heard, like we haven't heard from John Scott, the cylinder, the beacon hasn't been heard from in a long time. Um, the pattern as a whole hasn't popped up. Um, ghost network still, still nothing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the, fuck the ghost network. Fuck the ghost network. So I'm currently writing the uh, one shot we have planned for the, uh, our celebration. I think we're going to do it at the end when we finish season two as a celebration. But this episode reads like a one shot, <laughs> essentially, like full on. Like, there's a MacGuffin they need to get. There's weird plot twists. There's weird characters, and there's a lot of random fights. <laughs> like, there's lot, yep, there's a lot of random fights. Um, there's a lot of throwbacks as well. Yeah, it's just reference <laughs> upon reference. Like this full on feels like the well, what like the one shot I was planning on writing. Like, oh my god, Rachel showed up. We haven't heard from her in forever. So she's weird. not dead oh wait she's dead again <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh episode um, ratings i guess well unless you have fun, fun facts. facts yes um some fun facts uh so originally the episode was just supposed to end after ella did the alternative ending and it would have just ended with olivia's news about not finding peter but the writers thought this this was too sad so they decided to add that observer scene to try and make uh the episode not end sadly at least like try to link it to the next episode <laughs> i don't know if it makes it less sad it just adds suspense yeah <laughs> yeah but like if it just ended at the ending like it would just been a sad ending like this at least goes like oh but we continue on the adventure like sort of thing yeah that's fair it's definitely still like a melancholic ending but like not just like that's not just what we're left with is what it is yeah okay i'll give you that one um next fun fact um did you know that the actor who plays the observer is a tony award-winning actor really huh they didn't get the tony award-winning actor to sing (laughs) which is what a lot of people were surprised about (laughs) that they didn't get him what did he win the tony for let me see uh best performance by a leading actor in a in a musical i believe god damn for Already. fun home back in 2015 damn so yeah he did not sing um apparently they were originally gonna have him sing but they thought it'd be weird for the observer to start breaking out into song that would have been the greatest yeah, part and, of but it wasn't episode. weird for him to donkey punch olivia twice <laughs> <laughs> nope apparently that's fine yeah that is kind of on brand for him <laughs> i mean he did like tackle peter before yeah so, like... yeah okay my man's versatile <laughs> all right episode ratings um oh man i'm tempted to give it a five this is this like, is a straight up this... five because you can't compare it to anything else in the series up to this point it <laughs> wholly stands by itself and is fantastic from start to finish yeah, yeah i think this gets a five for me as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's really it's just a fun episode like there's there's nothing like bad about it in any way shape or form i'll give not, it a five like, not there's... only is it a really fun episode it somehow connects to the greater plot because this is just a whole, whole like uh like simile to walter feeling lost about peter as well and the whole like stolen heart and broken heart shit like it, it also feels like it like it feels like we're taking a walk down walter like and walk down memory lane for walter of all of season one in this yeah with all the references episode. and ever, all the characters coming back and all of that stuff like this, it feels like this is how Walter compartmentalizes like everything that's happening with the Fringe team. Man, Walter's mind palace is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what, where he's the ruler who steals children's dreams? <laughs> yep. Oh, that was the other thing. The 147 pins were um, the amount of dead people in the pilot episode Ooh. on the plane. There are a lot of cool little things like that. There's uh, so many um, oh, oh, oh. references. Another, another fun episode. Um, so this episode originally didn't have any musical elements in it. So they wrote it and like they planned to release it. But then Fox... Uh, had a special promotion for the week the episode was coming out, where they were encouraging all the episode, like all the shows that were airing that week, to uh, uh, have musical elements to help celebrate Glee. Ah, oh. yeah, I was like, this had to be for Glee, right? Yeah, like... to help celebrate Glee, and then so they called the writers and were like, "Hey, can you just like have like some music like playing in the background or something, just anything?" And the French writers went, "Musical, got it. <laughs> we can do that." <laughs> If Joss it doesn't Whedon... have to just be a noir novel. <laughs> yeah, if Joss Whedon can do it, so can we. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, just like not as well. Yeah. Also that one, but hey, it's uh. Man, could you like imagine being Joss Whedon and being like, I want to do a fun musical episode, and you do it, and people are like, that was really cool, but you rely way too much on your dialogue, and he's like, yeah, fucking watch this, and then <laughs> do an episode with next to no dialogue. Which was also really good. Yeah. Man. Yep. We should... Uh, Buffy's so good. I'm just going to rewatch Buffy sometime. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for vacation because I think I'm going to rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm, while packing? <laughs> yeah. I won't miss anything. I'll, I'll go down and, to get a box and come back up and I'll still be on the first ending of Return of the King. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's our episode. I think. I think yeah, uh, I think we... I think that's our episode. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening all the way through to that weird like trip of an episode. Thanks for sticking with us through two different stops uh, and starts. Audience, please forgive me if this episode is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we can always hope that it's synced. We'll see. Uh, but hey, um, thank you so much for for listening and for making it all the way through this. Um, episode mess those words the the, um, the force half episode. episode 19 <laughs> um hey if you if you thought this episode was amazing why don't you like leave us a like or like drop a comment on like any of those podcatching services that you can find us on um speaking of those you can find us on ones like spotify apple podcasts um google play store maybe i don't know what the google one is right now i'm i'm blanking um <laughs> amazon prime but like the podcasting one <laughs> just why do you have to say them i don't know <laughs> what is happening he's being too or specific our... go back to being fake or on our home Podbean. you can listen to us there as well <laughs> Hey, if you want to tell me that I'm doing a bad job, send us an email at uh, forsaf at gmail.com. And if you want to see all of David's, like, yelling about editing this episode, you should check out the Forsaf Twitter, at Forsaf. Also, come check us out on Twitch every once in a while. Maybe we'll, like, if we decide that we're going to, like, watch a, watch a show and then do uh, play games at the same time, we'll just stream that on Twitch and just mute the show so no one can hear that part. Uh... Sounds like a fucking great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Come listen to us watch a show that you can't hear. 
Actually, no. You can do you can do Amazon Prime watch parties. You can on Twitch. do Amazon Prime watch party now. They added Boom. that feature. Oh, that's Fucking actually gaming. solid. So yeah, no. Come watch that maybe sometime if we ever actually do stream on Twitch. Um, um, but yeah, <laughs> we should stream some Risk of Rain sometime. Yes, <laughs> honestly, I am very down for that because we play a lot of Risk of Rain, and that'd be a good stream because we can just talk and uh, shoot the shit. Yeah, exactly, and have an Amazon watch party going at the same time. Yeah, I don't know if you can, but we'll figure <laughs> we'll, that out. We'll get it done. Um, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you so much for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch, and is licensed under a attribution, non-commercial, 3.0 Creative Commons license. <laughs>